0: Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts.
1: Hello, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 66 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about floor lamps.
0: Vintage floor lamps. Oh yeah, you see them everywhere. You know, there's there's another name for these. What is it? Fire hazard.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Yes. Not, not a good way to start off the episode, I suppose. I guess the point that I want to make is that it's one of those things you need to be really clear in your listing when you're selling it about the condition it's in. Uh, unless you're an experienced repair person, experienced in rewiring lamps and know what you're doing, don't try to fix it up and sell it. That's that's a mistake. Uh, for one thing, you're going to spend more time in it than you would ever believe that you would spend on it, uh, finding the right parts and threading the wire and making sure it all works correctly. But it's just, it's always better to sell it the way you find it and you find them everywhere. Which, what's your experience with that? Do you run into them often?
1: Yeah, they're, they are everywhere. Um, Every treasure hunt I've been on, I've always spotted a floor lamp. They're, they're all, they're out there. Some of them are freestanding and some of them are, on the pole that goes from the ceiling to the floor that's right. like like a shower curtain.
0: Right, right. They're they're telescope and have springs in them. Yeah. I had one of those in my dorm room.
1: A stripper pole?
0: Yeah, a stripper pole. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's not that anyone ever came to look, but <laughs> Yeah, it was spring loaded. It went from the floor to the ceiling. You saw this all the time in the sixties. They were very common. Fair. And then they had sort of megaphone-shaped reflectors, right. and I had three of them, and you can move them in any direction. And I had my little reading and study chair there, so mm-hmm. uh, I really liked mine. I wonder what ever happened to that. Hmm. Uh, it probably went in the dumpster when I moved out, <laughs> along with everything else.
1: Well, I, I have sold them and the nice thing about them is they come apart so you can unscrew them and then fold it over. So the wires are intact, but you can, you can fold them over and you can ship them. So Mm -hmm. they're not, you know, so I just wanted to mention that. So people are not afraid to sell them because they, they're not that hard to ship and they don't weigh Uh, that much generally.
0: Well, they're hollow. Yeah. Hollow. So that would be lighter than you'd think. Now, as long as you mention shipping, let's let's pursue that a little bit because I have shipped table lamps mm-hmm. and shades and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and that's, that's pretty standard procedure to ship those. How do you ship a floor lamp that doesn't break down?
1: Yeah, you can still ship it. So what I do is I roll out cardboard and I make my own. You know, I roll it in big bubble wrap first. Right. And then I cut up a cardboard box so that it's flat, and I roll it around and make a tubular kind of box. So sure. I'll make a custom right. custom box. And then I highly recommend that you do not ship light bulbs in the lamp when, right. when you're shipping it. That's just not a good idea right. to ship. So might want to add that in your description. Light bulb not included right. in your description.
0: And what what about the shade?
1: Yeah, the shades are usually there if they're solid. You know, you of course put more bubble wrap around it when you're creating your your um, box. Right. However, if they're fragile, and some of them will come off, so you could unscrew the shade. Right. And, you know, maybe you're going to have to put it in a smaller box down at the base. Some some floor lamps also come with weighted bottoms. And right. um, I have one in my living room now that's a, a weighted bottom that the bottom pretty heavy. But hmm. everything unscrews from it and it does fold up.
0: Now, you've made your box and you've bubble wrapped it and everything you were going to do. Who takes that? I, I can't imagine the post office would take it.
1: Well, it depends on the, the weight or the height. Right. You know, they're up to what, 78 inches?
0: Usually, yeah. Six, six feet, 72, 78.
1: Somewhere. So you just have to check the the standard. Otherwise, um, UPS would be the next choice. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of FedEx, so I avoid FedEx. So I would use UPS over FedEx. So, right. But the post office will take it. I mean, I've shipped snowboards and long, very long things. So I don't think that's a problem. I
0: have avoid them for that reason because I don't know how to ship something like that. I tend to, when I'm buying things for selling online, I prefer things that are small, small, unbreakable, package easily.
1: Well, I prefer things that'll make me money.
0: <laughs> well, that's a valid point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If I think that I could make a good good chunk of change, I'm definitely going to, um, to investigate right. the possibilities. And I feel I could make a sh- I can make a box for any. So if there's no box, one can be made.
0: One can be made. So you mentioned earlier that you see these uh, floor lamps everywhere you go. Yes. When you see something, when a floor lamp catches your eye, how do you inspect it? How do you decide whether you're going to buy it or not?
1: Well, first thing I do is I'll look at the shades, the, mm-hmm. the combs, the shades, right. and um, try to decide if I think they're original or what they're made out of, like aluminum, or, you know, that it's gonna be a, a clue of the mid-century modern versus IKEA, current Ikea. Right. So you kind of wanna um, check out, look for some tarnish, you know, in the base. Another thing you wanna pay attention to, always ask if you can plug it in, right. you know, and if you can just check to make sure it's working. And then if it is working, um make sure there's no smoke that comes out of it. Like I said, fire hazard. <laughs> If it has a weighted bottom, look for scorching or some type of, um, you know, melted things. On the-
0: right. Yeah. Well, all you know, all of those are valid points. So when I see something and I don't go out looking for these because of my concerns about shipping and that sort of thing. But I, I have bought them for myself. So okay. and I have an eye for it and. If I see some if something strikes me that it's just a beautiful lamp, I'll take a closer look. And and one of the things that plays into that is the shade. Now, there are authentic Tiffany floor lamps that have been sold in recent years for more than half a million dollars. It's unlikely that I'm going to run into those at the local antiques uh, market, but you can find leaded glass shades, you can find globe shades, you can find torchiere which is sort of an inverted uh, glass shade where the light shines up like a torch, if it's stylistically appealing, then the very next thing I'm going to look at is the cord. If the cord is broken uh, or has little cracks in it, or if it's stiff, it's going to have to be replaced. And any cord that's more than 20 years old, I would look at Closely, and they're they're easily replaced. You mean you need to know how to uh, get the lamp apart and thread it out, and put the fixtures in with the polarity in the right direction. Otherwise, you're going to get a real nasty shock, yeah, or worse. So, yeah, you do want to be careful uh, with the electricity. So, my my recommendation is, if you've never if you've never rewired a lamp, take it to someone who knows what they're doing, mm-hmm. or be very, very careful with it uh, and have someone on hand who can call 911 if yeah. needed. My The first thing I look for is the style of the lamp. Right. Is, is this something that someone would want to have in their home? I t- Like you, I tend to go for mid-century modern in those yeah. things now. But I see some beautiful Victorian reproductions from the 1920s. And right. of course when you get into the older lamps like that very often they've been bastardized over the years. Mm-hmm. They have some new parts and they have some original parts and parts from other old lamps and and sometimes you'll find what used to be oil lamps that have been wired to be electric lamps and That's they'll have right. light bulbs in them and that sort of thing. So you just need to consider Everything together, not just the that it's nice from a furniture standpoint, but it, that it's safe from an electrical standpoint.
1: Sure, yeah, I I do tend to go towards the the mid-century style and chrome aluminum. You know how those those. I, I call them famous. They're they're the classic aluminum cups that came in different colors. Right. They had floor lamps that had those kind of cones. I I can remember my parents having one in our in our living room. Those I don't see as often as I do the chrome with the globes. You know, I'll see the chrome. Right. Globes. And another um, key word that you want to use if you have something like that is atomic. Right. The atomic age, you know,
0: right?
1: or industrial is another. And if it's teak, some of them have teak, which would fall into the Danish mid-century modern era. And that would be another, another type of uh, floor lamp that I would pay attention to. And I'm not talking about thousands of dollars. I mean, we're talking maybe seven, six, seven hundred six, $700. Um, I haven't seen any floor lamps go for a huge amount of money unless, right. like you mentioned, Tiffany, if it has a Tiffany shade. All right. Well,
0: uh, let's see here. This is a, a good spot to pause for a word from our sponsor. So let's take a break and we'll be right back. Dealers, you don't have to build your own reference library. WorthPoint has done it for you. With WorthPoint's digital library, you can access over 1,000 books on antiques and collectibles in one convenient place. Find the info you need quickly. Search books by title or author or subject. Dig deep using a keyword search. Don't waste time digging through pages of Google results. Get there quicker with WorthPoint. For a 7-day, seven 7-lookup-free seven trial, go to worthpoint.com ok, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford. And we're talking about, and we're talking about finding and flipping floor lamps. Let's pick up where we left off.
1: One thing that I find very annoying is when people put Tiffany's style or
0: after the manner of Tiffany. <laughs>
1: I'm telling you, and that that's keyword spamming in my book. You know, they should be shut down. The eBay mm-hmm. police should come in and <laughs> should get a ticket. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that drives me crazy when I see you know in the style of yeah. So I think floor lamps are still still out there. I don't think they're as popular as they used to be, but I do see the value. And if I pick one up for ten bucks, right big 700 sure i would definitely um get on that
0: well i i see them regularly for 25 dollars and under yep uh and if they don't work then for me that's not a problem because i don't have a problem rewiring a lamp i've done it enough over over my lifetime mm-hmm. and i know where to find the parts and how it's done and where to put the ground wire and the hot wire <laughs> so so that I don't get fried. But uh, So I can do it relatively quickly. And if I find something that's very stylish and could bring a high price if it was in working order, then I might fix it. But I'd have to be talking about a difference of like if I bought it for $25 and bought $25 with a parts, I'd have to get more than $500 in selling it.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Or it's not worth my time to do it.
1: You know, I think that, I think you might be onto something. I mean, I'm not an electrician or I wouldn't know how to wire anything really. But my guess is that since it's a pole lamp, it's going to be one tubular kind of setup. It shouldn't be that difficult to rewire
0: well, I don't think it is for me. I mean, if someone wants to try it, there are many uh, YouTube videos on how to do it. And there there are ways that, I mean, you have to know, for example, on, on the cord is going to have a ground wire and a hot wire, and you need to, to know which one the electricity is flowing through, but it's marked on the wire. You just have to know how to find it. Okay. And you have to make sure that 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 side of the wire goes to the right screw on the fixture, and on the other end to the to the right part of the plug. So that when you plug it in the wall, it, it goes where it's the electricity goes where it's supposed to go, instead of sparking and and shocking people. But that's that's really the the hardest thing to do. It's time consuming sometimes to find parts, but there are places online where you can go once you become familiar with them. You just go, you order it, they send it to your door. But these days, trying to track down a lamp store is—it's becoming increasingly hard.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone into a lamp store?
0: Oh yeah, I used to go into them all the time. I I love lamps. If I were to go back into to retailing, I wouldn't go back to having a bricks and mortar store, but I would. Set up in multiple antique malls, in uh, because that way I can be in several markets at the same time. I can rotate my inventory from one place to the next, and, and including online. And I would want something that is bright, like in in my restoration shop in the retail store. We had uh, lamps, and you know, piano lamps and and table lamps, and we didn't have any floor lamps, but we had just uh, mirrors. It was just very bright. Light is great when it comes to retailing. You want something where you, that you can see well, it makes okay. a good impression. And most uh, antique walls, like walking into a cave.
1: Right. <laughs> you know,
0: it's hard to see. And if you've got a spot that's just bright and reflective, and, sure. and people will be attracted to it, and they'll come in that's and they'll right. look.
1: So there's a good tip: get some, add floor lamps to your booth.
0: That's right.
1: Not only to sell, but to, um, brighten it up but yeah that's a good tip there's some floor lamps too that come with um, connected to a table
0: right and some i've seen with built-in ashtrays you remember this
1: right yeah from the 50s yeah that's true i have seen the the pine table with the, the, the lamp connected and then the ashtray or the or at least the carved out ashtray so that you can put your glass your phosphoria glass ashtray
0: exactly
1: when I was in um Nebraska in January for the Cabin Fever antique show that we did the treasure hunt at, they there was a lady there that all she sold was lamps and she took floor lamps, which were kind of more modern, but she would she would get authentic antique fabric and make the shades. Mm-hmm. That go on the lamps, and I thought that was a very clever kind of hobby, that ter- that paid off for her because mm-hmm. she was selling shades and lamps and, and you know everything in between.
0: Yeah, well, that's actually a good plan. Let me, Let me ask about a friend of yours because I haven't seen her do anything necessarily on floor lamps, but I may have missed it. Say a few words about the crazy lamp lady.
1: Oh, I love her. Yeah, she she's um a a big big worthpoint user mm-hmm. and she uses worthpoint and promotes worthpoint and crazy lamp lady it's funny because she doesn't talk a lot about lamps <laughs> but <laughs> lately lately she has been talking about lamps but if you go to YouTube you can't miss her just type right. in crazy lamp lady her name's Jacqueline and she's beautiful. She's expecting right now too. So she's glowing. She's got the maternity glow. Right? But um yeah, so look her up on YouTube, Crazy Lamp Lady, and you'll see the fun adventure she goes on thrifting, but she lamps is her true love. That's where she her career started is with lamps.
0: I think that's a good niche. It is. You go go through your house. I could go through the place that we're living in now, which is the smallest we've had since we first got married. And there are a couple of lamps in every room or more.
1: Yeah. It's funny because I just moved into a new place and I don't have lamps yet. And Mm -hmm. it's like the last thing that I'm getting right now. Well, I have my floor lamp. I have one floor lamp from Ikea. But other than that, I don't have any lamps. So I'm waiting until I get furniture. Sure. And then um decide on what kind of Floridian decor I'm gonna right. go with. So
0: Well, you know what you can do, what they do in West Virginia is you get yourself one of those miners caps with the little flashlight <laughs> on the you just wear it all day.
1: Yeah, well we have ceiling lamps, ceiling <laughs> lights. I have ceiling lights in every room, but I don't I don't need a lamp. But I will be needing in my bedroom and you know the Living in places, but I think that lamps, in my opinion, are the one of the last things that you get when you're decorating. My opinion, but
0: you know, but everybody gets them. There's nothing that adds more to the decor of a room than changing uh, the quality and the position of the light. There you go, it's such a big decorating peel in mm-hmm. that. That mm-hmm. I think if someone wants to specialize in lamps, I mean, even ugly lamps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, some of these uh, like vase lamps from the, the 50s with the faces and the characters. And, right. and I used to have one that was a pair of matched green seahorses. That was the ugliest thing I'd ever seen. But <laughs> what a conversation piece because people yeah, are trying right. to say, boy, that sure is an ugly lamp. Yeah, isn't it great? <laughs> So yeah, I think if it's a, if it's a niche that that's that's a good niche yeah. to be in.
1: Yeah, yeah. One final thing um, I'd like to mention is a lot of a lot of these lamps that you run into are not marked. They're not designer name. There's not a designer name on. Once in a while, you'll find a sticker that you know will help you identify it or give a clue. But the main thing is on floor lamps, in my opinion, is style. Right. So the style, of course, the colors and and your basic stuff, but you're not going to find it's so easy to identify a a tape or a floor lamp as far as giving it a, a designer name like a studio name or, you know, a brand. Ralph Lauren or, you know, it's, it's, it's a little more challenging. Now, Ralph Lauren does make um, floor lamps that is a searchlight and searchlight floor lamps are popular in the industrial kind of deco Brilliant. style for the industrial caveman.
0: I, I, I get it, though. There's uh, an antique shop across the street from me, and he has something like that. And he shines this big spotlight up in the sky, and it makes the shape of a bat. And I, I, hate it. I hate it when that happens, because then I have to get out of bed. And, and Give Robin a call
1: on the phone. Go down your
0: your pole. That's right. That's right. And it's not as easy to get into those tights as it used to be. Trust me.
1: Slide down your lamp pole.
0: That's right. That's right. Okay, Dana, let me reach over here and turn on this floor lamp so I can see the clock. Oh, yeah, the clock on the wall says that it's time to go. So let's wrap this one up. It's been enlightening.
1: Yes, my pleasure. And, and try saying that like 10 times, finding flipping floor lamps, finding flipping lamps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll probably until, be doing that in my sleep tonight
1: my name's living floor lamps until next time baby.
0: okay take care bye-bye you've been listening to flip it or skip it brought to you by worthpoint.com the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database buy right sell right and profit more
1: with WorthPoint.